Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast with Dr. Carol Kambule, where we search the scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Download this episode and share it with your friends and family. Stay blessed and make the Word of God your anchor. Hi there, thank you for tuning in to Word Anchor Podcast. Today's topic is overcoming afflictions. The enemy has thrown a big one in our generation, something that we have not experienced before. It has challenged our faith, the unity of the church, the love for one another, and the ability to be resilient. For some, the issue has become so personal and so close. It has really hit close to home. Some have lost their loved ones. And it may seem like, well, all my past episodes I've been talking still about the same issue. It's not easy really to to ignore the issue. Some have found themselves in a position that they were before, for example, unemployed and broke. For the church, we've never experienced such a thing worldwide in our generation. This thing has threatened our gatherings. We've been home, unable to go to church. And of course, we're rejoicing in South Africa that now we'll be able to go back to church with all the requirements being met by each and every church. But then the question is for me and for you, are we going to be known as a generation that fought one another whilst the enemy continued to kill our people, destroy businesses, steal finances and destroy lives, really? Or will we be known as the generation that overcame this onslaught. So the one word we are talking about today is overcome. And this is now a declaration that we will overcome. We will come out of this alive. We will rise again. The interesting about the word of God is it spoke of things that happened and spoke of things that were to come. And on this issue of overcoming, the Bible says something about us. It tells of what we have done even before we have done it. In Revelation chapter 12 verse 10 to 11 it says, Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ has come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. When you look at the context of the scripture, there is a battle that happened in heaven where the head of heavenly security, Michael the archangel and his troops fought against Satan and his troops. It says, Satan wanted to make himself higher than God. Satan was the disobedient angel who influenced other angels to rise up against the one who sits on the throne. And of course, they were defeated. Satan and his angels were thrown down to this very earth where we live. And the earth was in trouble. And this Satan is said to be the accuser of our brethren. He's the same one who, before being kicked out of heaven, went to God and spoke to him about Job. So he came down to earth. But glory be to God, God sent Jesus as well to this very earth where Satan had been kicked out too. One of the mistakes that we make as believers is to think that because we are believers and we have faith, the enemy will not attack us. He came right to this earth and is going to attack you and me. There is no amount of righteousness that will make you immune to the attack of Satan. As Job, you are actually his target. So the issue is not that you will not be attacked, but that you will know and use the power that is within you against the attack of the enemy. Take for example, a mosquito can attack anytime at any home. You have a choice to sit down and allow it to abuse you or you can repel it. There are three ways of repelling the mosquito. You can spray the house so that the mosquito dies when it enters and that process will mean that you'll use a lot of uh, mosquito repellent and the mosquito will not bite you. Or you can wait for it to come and when you see it, you spray it. Then you use a little spray or you can wait for its bite which tells you of its presence. Then you spray and kill it. Either way, 
you are a target of the mosquito for the mosquito is always hungry for blood so i want to say you are a target for satan it is not because you are unrighteous but it is because of your righteousness that satan will come and want to test you you are his project his job is to send his troops daily to harass you and me as believers when satan went to meet with god god said to satan have you considered my servant job that there is none like him on the earth a blameless and an upright man one who fears god and shuns evil job 1 verse 8 one of the things that has come in this time and season was the battle uh, between those that have faith and those that are seen to have little faith it has been a matter of if you wearing a mask it means you don't have faith if you're not going to church it means you don't have faith if you using sanitizers it means you don't have faith but it is the same people that will say you don't have faith that are wearing seat belts every time so that they are safe when in case they're in accidents it is the accusations like satan did job was accused by satan satan wanted to test you to prove to god that once you touch a righteous man then their faith and loyalty will waver so because job was righteous satan wanted to test him he wanted to prove to god that you see once you touch a righteous man then their faith and loyalty will waver sometimes you may be seen as if you lack faith because you have been attacked sometimes people will not even think that a man of god can have depression how can you being a man of god that prays and prays for others say you are depressed people cannot understand how can you say you are a servant of god and you are sick of cancer how can you say you are a servant of god and you run into financial troubles how do you preach prosperity how do you preach the blessing of god when you are poor and you are hungry and you are a servant of god listen there is no amount of perfection and righteousness that will make you immune it is the power of god in you that you must lean on satan accused job and he is right on this earth to accuse the brethren that is you and me he is here to say you see these people they only serve god because everything is going well if i throw in a little bit of covid-19 they'll start fighting one another they'll forget to cast the devil out and they will get sick and die or people will look at the church and say there's no power in there so there's no point in believing anyway but the wisdom and the love of god is such that when satan was kicked out of heaven and came down on this earth now that satan is here god has released his lethal weapon jesus the messiah to shut the mouth of the accuser and disempower him embarrassing him right on the very cross which he had made for him god did not leave us exposed and powerless he sent his best not even the archangel michael but he sent his only son his only beloved and begotten son jesus came in the flesh dwelt amongst us he came and brought life to this earth and died for our sins he was crucified for us and gave victory and when he died he said it is finished and because of the coming of jesus to this very earth the bible says we overcame him because of jesus so we have overcome before the challenges have come because jesus christ came for us that live in this time and this season and this generation we have overcome before the problems have come to us it is already provided for us and ours is to walk in it there are three things in that scripture that we have read revelations 12 that we overcome with one is the blood of the lamb if we look in the bible in the old testament when it was time for israel to be freed from the bondage in egypt the blood was required in exodus chapter 12 verse 13 it says now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are and when i see the blood i will pass over you and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when i strike the land of egypt see israel needed salvation from slavery in egypt and god sent moses 
but they needed the blood. The angel of death was stopped by the blood from entering and killing firstborns of the people of Israel. You had to be inside the house first and secondly the house had to have the blood and that was sufficient. Therefore the blood was important in the salvation of Israel and their freedom from Egypt. When the angel of death saw the blood he passed over. It was not so much that they were fighting against the death but that they were under the covering of the blood of the animal that was on their doorpost. So it was a positional issue but also an obedience issue as well because if you had not put the blood on your doorpost then when the angel came he would have actually killed the firstborn in your house. The blood of an animal was required to pay for the sins of the people of God. Time and time again the high priest would have to do the sacrifice for the people. There is so much power in the blood. Life is in the blood. So when sin required life as a payment the animal was provided and took the place of the human beings. So God saw that the animal sacrifice however was not sufficient because it had to be done over and over again. The very same high priest that was sacrificing for the sins of others had also to sacrifice for his own sins as well. So God sent his own son right to this very earth. When Satan came to this earth Christ also came and he came to deal with the sin issue and its consequence once and for all so that there is no more need for the blood of animals, the blood of goats, the blood of bulls but Jesus Christ came and his blood was spilled, provided for us. We have nothing to do but to receive all that it has provided for us. He spilled his blood and it was done once and for all. Through the blood of Jesus, he wiped off the penalty of death which was due from us. We owed but Jesus Christ paid in full. So that cast the pointing finger of the enemy, disempowering him. He has nothing to point his finger at. He cannot accuse me and you of our sins, but he tries. He deceives. He tells you lies. You see, the thing is accusation disempowers you. Accusation will make you feel unworthy. You cannot even begin to pray. You do not even think that you will receive your request from God because you feel guilty of whatever it is that you did. Some people will feel so guilty that they didn't pray yesterday that today they fail to pray and tomorrow they can't pray either because they have not prayed the past few days. It makes you feel less and less of a child and therefore defeats you before you can even try. So the accuser stands on the other side and tells you all the reasons why your prayers cannot be answered. He tells you that you are unworthy. He tells you that God will not answer your prayers. You are a sinner and all of those things. And he does all of these things after having influenced you in the first place to sin against God. But you see, Christ came and wiped off that thing. People will tell you that you are sick because you sinned. But Christ will tell you that you are healed because I paid the price. Because I was striped so that you are healed. Therefore you owe nobody any other thing except to love them. Repent of your sins. That's it. The blood of the lamb was spilled when Jesus Christ was beaten. Right on his back, his stripes are sufficient that we receive our healing. The blood of Jesus was spilled on his head when the crown of thorns was put upon him. Just as the sacrificial animal where the sins of the human beings of the people were put on his head. So did our sins right on the head of Jesus. Therefore, we wear the helmet of salvation boldly because Jesus wore a crown of thorns. You will overcome when you stop believing that you are being punished by God and you begin to point to the blood of Jesus. You will overcome when you start believing that all that Jesus Christ has done is sufficient. The second thing is the word of our testimony. This is a very amazing thing. When I read about it, I read it over and over again. It says they overcome by the word of their testimony. It doesn't say that they overcame and then testified. 
No, it says they overcame by the word of their testimony. So it was a testimony that they spoke and it was because of that testimony that they overcame. How do you overcome by a testimony which is supposed to come first? Is it not that you should experience an issue and then God delivers you from it? Then you have a testimony, then you speak it, but you overcome by a testimony. In other words, you have victory before you even go through a situation. You have victory and a testimony before you go through that situation. This verse says they got victory by testifying. What were they testifying? That the testimony of Jesus is that he has paid it all. The testimony is that Jesus Christ has already dealt with the sickness and disease issue. The testimony of Jesus is that he has dealt with the peace issue. The testimony of Jesus he has dealt with transgressions and iniquities. The testimony of Jesus is that he has dealt with everything that the enemy came and brought to us on his earth. So the enemy has nothing on us. The Bible says we overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. It is this victory that we proclaim and testify about that sends the enemy packing. In Isaiah 53 verse 5 it says, He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. Glory to Jesus, it is done. Child of God, it is done. Yours is to rise up and testify. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. That's it. Testify it. Testify about it until until it is done. You see, by the time you and I were born, victory over sickness had already been provided for by Jesus. What is our testimony? That Jesus has finished it all. What is our testimony? That the price has been paid. What is our testimony? That there is nothing that the accuser can point a finger at us for. Nothing. He has nothing on us. He had nothing on Jesus. And now that Jesus Christ has paid the price, he has nothing on us. What can the accuser find to accuse us of that Jesus Christ has not paid for? What? What, what, what manner of thing can the accuser point at and say, you see this one, Jesus Christ missed it. Nothing. He didn't miss a single thing. It is our testimony. Jesus Christ came in the flesh, died for us, rose again, went to heaven, came back by the Spirit of the Lord. It's our testimony. He said you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. It is already provided for us. The third thing it says, not loving our lives to death. There's a story that I heard the other day of a servant narrating a, a conversation he had with another servant of God. So this one was sick and he was talking to another one that was sick previously and was now well. So because of his own sickness, he sought somebody that had gone through the same experience and is a servant of God, called him. How did you deal with this issue? Um, were you not afraid of dying? And the man of God on the other side said, you cannot threaten me with heaven. You cannot threaten me with heaven. Glory to Jesus. He was just practically saying that sickness and disease, even if it has come to my body, if the enemy thinks that because he has brought cancer, he has brought heart attack, he has brought a stroke upon me, therefore I will be afraid. He's saying, no, I'm not afraid because if you deal with the flesh and I die, I go to be with Jesus. So you, heaven is not a threat for me. If you think that by bringing cancer onto my body and you deal with the flesh, then I'm going to be afraid of dying. I'm not going to be afraid because I'm going to heaven to be with the Lord. So either way, this man of God wins. If he dies, he goes be with the Lord. If he lives, he's got victory over sickness. That is the idea. They did not love their lives even unto the death. Paul said, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. But if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit for my labor. Yet what shall I choose? I cannot tell. You can imagine this man of God. He had a choice. Do I die or do I live? If I live, it is Christ. If I die, it is gain. So if I die, I be with Christ. If I live, I'm still with Christ. If I live, I have more work to do for you and I have more testimonies with you. But if I die, 
There's another testimony. I be with Jesus. You see, Paul is one of those apostles that had not been with Jesus Christ in the flesh. Jesus Christ came to him by the spirit. And for Paul to die, if you threatened Paul by death, you were actually saying to him, the time is coming near for you to meet with the Lord. And for him, that was more exciting. So we overcome the enemy by, by telling him that, you see, my life here is good and my life there is also good. So whatever it is that you do, it has no consequence to me. One of the things that personally I hate about death is if the enemy attacks your flesh so painfully that your body gives up and your spirit leaves for me it is too painful i don't dispute the fact that death does come if christ doesn't come first but you see the manner in which people die is what i hate it is for that reason that i am looking at the scriptures and i'm saying father what are you saying about sickness and disease so that we can stand our grounds against sickness and disease it is okay to close your eyes and be with the lord but why should people suffer before they go why would being with the lord means suffering so for me let us overcome now close your eyes and be with the lord cast out sickness cast out disease cast out pain in the name of the lord overcome by the blood of the lamb it is recorded many many years ago that you and i overcame we overcame before we came to this earth we overcame by the blood of the lamb we overcame by the word of our testimony that jesus christ has done everything for us so we dare not disappoint god on this matter no matter how difficult the situation can be the least you can do child of god is to be like job and remember that your redeemer lives you can just remember the power of god he said you will receive power when the holy spirit has come upon you he said by his stripes you are healed it says in the word of god it is him that teaches you how to make wealth so whatever the situation that you're facing he was chastised for your peace if something is stealing your peace go back and read the word remind the enemy that no no no, no. i am not gonna take this stress because jesus christ was chastised so that i have peace the blood of the lamb is speaking even today and it is speaking better things than the things that are spoken by the blood of abel our testimony is sure and powerful. If you remember the story of Job again, he gained even more after suffering so much. There was no blood of Jesus for him. There was no testimony of Jesus. It was just him being a blameless and an upright man that believes in God. What more about us? We have the blood. We have the word of our testimony that Jesus Christ has already accomplished everything for us. So we have more weapons than Job had. Surely we can stand. Surely we can believe. Surely we can overcome. Because it is already written. It was written about us that we will overcome. John was looking towards the future. That there is a generation of people that will overcome. By the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. God is the same yesterday, today and forevermore. He is still the same God that worked mighty miracle signs and wonders through the apostles. He is the same God that worked mighty miracle signs and wonders through the likes of Smith Wigglesworth. Catherine Kuhlman, John G. Lake. God is still the same, as powerful as ever. All he wants for us is to rise up and overcome. Overcome even now. Overcome financial difficulties. Overcome the stress you are going through. Overcome the pain that is in your body. Overcome these things even now. God is still the same. I have overcome some things in the past few years. I remember there was a time where I lost my job, I lost my business, and I lost my health in a space of two months. Everything all at once. But you you see god held me up by the scripture the word of god kept me just two scriptures that i could hold on to and it was those scriptures that held me up for a period of nine months 
whilst I fought for my job and I got it back and I am well healed and the business will restart again. You can overcome too. We don't say overcome because all is well with us, but we say overcome because the word of God says we've already done that. You have it within you because the power is in you. The spirit of God has been poured out upon all flesh. You can prophesy to your own situation. You can speak to the dry bones and they will live. You can tell the situation what the word of God says concerning it. Overcome even now. The Lord be with you in Jesus name. Thank you for listening to Word Anchor Podcast. Please share with your family and friends. Remember to check out the show notes. Connect with me on social media platforms. Give feedback also and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the word of God your anchor.